welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. All right, so let me begin by saying that I want to live a long and happy life. I suspect that is something you're interested in as well. If you are a Christian, you understand that that is not necessary for your life to be valuable. We know that we're living for heaven. We know that even if our life ends today in the flesh, the spiritual world and its eternal nature lies beyond. I get all of that. I live for that daily. But I reiterate, in the meantime... I am interested in living a long and healthy, happy, and joyful life. I would love the chance to see my kids start families of their own. I would love to see those children start families of their own. I would love to spend a very long time in marriage with my wife and time with my friends. And I don't just mean living to be a hundred. I want them to be good years. I know that there are no guarantees, and nothing you will hear in this episode today will amount to one. But if there are things that I can do to live longer and live well, to be able to get around in later years, to interact with people, to serve in the kingdom, I'd love to live to 100 and do that. And hey, I can't speak for you, but I know I'm not the only one multi-billion dollar industry, all of the different efforts being made in our country to give people longer and better lives. Everybody is looking for the secret, and I think I found it. Don't tell anybody. It won't be a secret if you do. Actually, I hope that you do. I think that this finding has been beneficial to me, and I hope it will be to you as well. If you are interested in serving the Lord faithfully, influencing your family, being a productive part of the culture in which you live for years and years to come, the secret is found on an island in the Aegean Sea. I know that sounds mysterious and fictional, but it's not. About a hundred miles east of Athens is an island called Icaria, named after Icarus. From Greek mythology. The island is about 100 square miles and it has a population of around 10,000 people. What makes it special are the residents. Of all of the countries, islands, nations in the world, it has the highest percentage of people who live to be age 90 or above. One third of their population makes it to that age and many of them to a hundred. Because of the longevity of the lives of the residents there, men in particular, it has been greatly researched in recent years. Studies have been done where everyone over the age of 75 was interviewed to try to figure out the secret. There's a great lengthy article, if you want to read more, by the New York Times from 2012 called The Island where people forget to die. 
In fact, they asked one of the ladies in her 90s, what's the secret? She said, we just, I guess we just forget to die. In large part because they have a much lower rate of cancer than any other nation, heart disease, and almost no dementia. What's awesome about it is, they aren't just a bunch of older folks on hospital beds who are inactive, who wish that they weren't still alive. These are people enjoying their lives, most of whom stay married until death do they part and all meet up at the Greek Orthodox Church on Sunday morning. Now, the copious amount of research done on them created a very lengthy collection of reasons why they live long, but we can sum it up in five simple categories and talk a little bit how we could be more like them. I really do feel inspired after reading about these folks, and I think there are some things that I can do to excel in health and life, and then, of course, also in the Lord. And hey, you're 75 episodes into an Excel Still More podcast. I know that you can do these things as well. Okay, so let's jump right in. The first one is the most obvious. They eat healthy foods. They eat low-fat They eat low carbs. They eat very little sugar. They have a predominantly plant-based diet because that's what they grow there. They grow fruit and vegetables. They bring that into their home and eat it fresh. They give it away. They sell it. It's a part of their business. They do eat fresh meat from the field occasionally on special occasions, if I read that correctly. So they're not morally opposed to it. They just try to stay very low fat in their diet. And look, I'm not going to use the whole episode talking to you about the foods that you choose to eat. You just need to know that what's happening on that island is happening all over the world. People who eat well are healthier. Heart disease and other things are affected by the foods that we eat. And here's what's neat about it for them and also what makes it so hard for you and me. That's their culture. Just about all 10,000 people eat plant-based diets with only occasional pork and fish, etc. Here, it's very different, isn't it? You can understand its value, but our culture is a lot of processed foods and inundated with sugar and carbs and all of that. In fact, recent research suggests that the life expectancy rate on our beautiful island of Ikaria has actually decreased a bit as, and you probably could guess this, the island has become more popular and companies are shipping in processed food. So there's our first thing. By creating a culture in our home and among our friends and family of eating better, that's going to be a big step. Here's the second thing. And you probably saw this coming. We always talk about diet and exercise. They live very active lifestyles. I read some awesome stories about journalists who would go visit people there in their 90s or even early 100s, and they'd be out back tending their garden. They'd be walking the field, working on the fences, or walking into town, back and forth each day, no cars, up and down the hills into town, to visit with friends or to engage in business. Many of them in their 70s, 80s, 90s, etc., still worked in the family businesses. They continued to find value in that. It helped their families, and they stayed active. There is some interesting corroborating evidence that declining length of years in America is attributed to people who retire and become inactive. 
This goes along with an old episode, Motion is Lotion. I had several friends who really, for whatever reason, did not like that title. And that's fine. I didn't come up with it. I heard a home nurse say it to someone who needed to get up and start moving again. But that's not a problem on the island of Ikaria. People move until their life is over. And boy, isn't that a point we need to think more about here. There is so much inactivity. Sadly, we have become a consumption society. We sit and we watch television. We consume Netflix series. We stare at our phones. We're not moving. We're not active. We're not walking. We're not exercising as a nation. And so there's no wonder of that difference. Now again, culture is key. In that culture, an active lifestyle and interacting with others is just the way everybody is. And we don't have that culture here. So once again, you and your family have to build it. I can create a culture at my home address and the friends that we spend time with and our church family whom we're engaged in a common work with. Part of that's going to be healthier eating. Another part of it is being active. We talk about 30 minutes a day. And that can make all the difference in the world. Here's a third thing, and it goes hand in hand with that, and I really like this third thing. They love to take naps. In fact, they do a lot of resting. They get a good night's rest, and they get up, and they get active. But sometime in the early afternoon, the villages just kind of shut down. Many of them go home and take a nap. After that, they get up, they have their tea. I think they like tea there. And then they go back out and they engage and they move again. And they go late into the evening. We'll talk more about that in our fifth and final and I think most interesting point. They come home, they rest, and they get up and do it again. Now think about that culture. We all get out and interact and we move and we do things. We create and produce and make a difference. We go back and get some rest. We come out and do it again. We go back and get some rest. We come out and do it again. Our culture is so different than that. I mean, we do have the rest, the sleep, that's good, and we do go out and we interact with others, most of us, and we do things in our work, but there just seem to be so many hours between that that are gauged towards consumption, watching television, sitting around, not creating or interacting or giving, and it's kind of turned to an inward-facing culture, and theirs is just not like that. But I wonder if maybe we could become more like them in our homes or with our friends. Become the kind of people who are either resting or producing. Resting or interacting. Resting or creating. Instead of a lot of idle time that's really kind of neither of those things. Here's number four. Low stress. You guys know I love this. We had an episode a few months ago, stress-free chess. Whatever you plan to do today, journal it in the morning, but leave space in between for maybe a nap, for instance, or just reflection time or prayer time or study time. One thing that really struck me about the citizens on the island of Ikaria is most of them do not have watches. They get up in the morning, they go by the sun or whatever, they head to work, They usually don't start work super early. They shut the town down mid-afternoon. There's not a lot of pressure. Not very full schedules. 
They tell you they're going to be over in the morning. They may mean 4 p.m., you know, just whenever. They talked about how not many miles away is another island that has been greatly industrialized, and they'll tell you it's all about the money over there. It's about working, fighting against time, trying to get a little more done, get more money in your pocket, build a bigger house. They said, that's not what we're about over here. We're not about that. We're about enjoying every day, enjoying nature, making a difference, loving one another, and not stressing out over money, the size of our house, or the demands of every waking moment. I love that. But that's their culture. Ours is not like that at all. But I wonder if maybe my family could do better. Honestly, I believe that we can. We've actually been working on that since moving here to Lindale four years ago, and heavily this year with the Excel Still More principles. We've said no to a lot more things. We've not signed on for extra sporting events that we normally would have. We're clearing out schedule to just be together and enjoy what we have. And we're not being pushed up against the clock. And it's stressful demands every waking moment. Low stress. And by the way, tons of research on that. People with high stress, blood pressure, bad habits to cope with stress, taking years off their life, and taking quality out of the years that they have. Let's just not do that. Let's learn from our friends out on the Isle of Icaria and try to play some stress-free chess. Now, I need to get to this last thing before we run out of time. It's my favorite, and I want to talk about it for the next few minutes. They are huge on community. They don't live long and healthy so they can stay in their house and enjoy their private time or just them and their spouse and keep the doors locked and just live out the rest of their days. That's not their thing there. They're all about community. As I mentioned earlier, people continue to work into their 70s, 80s, 90s, right there in the villages and in the towns, with their family by their side, interacting with their neighbor. They maintain this beautiful sense of value. Value in a community is essential for your mind and body to work together. You have to know that you matter and people need you and you're important. And they really celebrate that. They go out of their way to welcome, incorporate, and celebrate the older people in their community and keep them involved. They come home for their nap, you know, we mentioned that. Love the nap. They go back out, maybe work a few more hours, have dinner, and then head back out to play dominoes or cards or have any number of different types of social interactions and parties. And I mean, they're doing this at all ages and intergenerationally, which I think is really cool. The older and the younger enjoying one another. They do a lot of teaching the older generation. They teach their children and their grandchildren religiously and socially. They feel important and they live longer. Now that's pretty awesome. Now again, that's their culture, but I think we can build that. Wherever you are, you and your family, you can build a sense of community where every day, the best thing that happens every day is you get to do something for someone else. The best thing that happens every day is when you interact with people that you love, when you spend time with your church family, when you celebrate your common belief, when you teach things and learn things and grow together. It just doesn't get any better than that. And somehow your mind and your body, they know it. And there's a correlation between longer, healthier, and certainly happier lives and being active, important, and involved in your fellowship of family and friends. So there you go. Healthier diet, 
daily activity, lots of good rest, low stress, and a sense of community. So my first thought after reading that was, where can I get a plane ticket or a boat or I'll try to swim it, but I think I want to go there. We'll bring a Bible with us. We'll start studying with them. We'll see where it goes. But then a couple of things occurred to me. Number one, would I be welcome there? Is my family the kind of family that would fit in with that culture? Or would we be a pollutant to that? Staring at our cell phones most of the time or perusing Facebook for several hours a day. They'd probably be like, what are you looking at? Put that thing down. Let's go for a walk. No, I'm not going to move to Ikaria. But to be honest, I don't believe their secret is limited only to them. I believe we can have it as well. We live as Christians with great blessings from God. We live in a time of tremendous prosperity and opportunity, and God has given us those good things to enjoy. Now listen, I'm open to the reality that I may not enjoy them for long. The Lord may see fit to take me from this life sooner rather than later. Things happen that are outside of our control. Things happen that are just downright unfair in the natural world. But if God sees fit to extend time to me, I want to make the most of it, and I want to enjoy it with the people that I love. But know this, it's not just about the list. It's not about saying, I think I'm going to eat a little better today, get 30 minutes of exercise, take a little nap, clean out my schedule some, and go spend time with friends. All that stuff's great, but if you have to fight your local culture to do it, it won't last very long. Instead, talk to your family. Talk to your friends, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Start working together to create a new situation for your children to grow up in, for your family to be affected by. Build an inner circle of support of people who believe in these same principles and the rewards that can come from them. Basically, wherever you are with the people you love, Go ahead and start your own Island of Ikaria. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.